Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemont Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Today is June 19th and a hot and humid day here in Houston. Man, it's hot across the country right now, but definitely here in the state of Texas, in the city of Houston. I'm excited to be back. I've been off for the last couple of weeks, been busy, uh, but I'm glad to be back live on the show tonight. So let's go ahead and get started. As the Texans, as well as other NFL players, is kind of not really relaxing, but taking a couple of weeks off prior to training camp starting later in the month of July. I had a chance to attend OTAs, organized team activities, as well as the mini camp, mandatory mini camp for the Houston Texans. So the Texans, as you know right now, are trying to get back to the playoffs and they're trying <clears throat> to do so without a general manager. They fired the general manager about two weeks ago uh, from a decision from the CEO of the Houston Texans, now Cal um, McNair, the son of Bob McNair. And Cal had made the decision to fire the general manager, Brian Gates, that was in his first, was really wrapping up his first season as a general manager. Uh, kind of shocked me and shocked everybody in the city and all the media outlets. So uh, Bill O'Brien, the head coach for the Houston Texans, uh, had an opportunity to address the situation and talk to the media with an opening statement right after practice. And now I'm going to go ahead and get A-Rod to play that clip of Coach Bill O'Brien from Houston, Texas, addressing the media about the firing of General Manager Brian Gates. Let's start with a brief statement. Cal uh, said it all in his statement the other day. Uh, he did a thorough evaluation of the football operation. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he did it by himself, but he did a thorough evaluation of the football operation, and that included me. Uh, he was very clear with me on, on what we needed to do to continue to grow as an organization, as a football team. Things on Cal. Um, you know, obviously last year was a tough year relative to losing uh, his dad, Bob McNair, and, um, and, and really, you know, getting to know Cal over the last, um, you know, few months here, obviously since November, he's a humble, humble person. Uh, he's very, um, very good at articulating what he wants, what he sees, his vision, uh, you know, the improvements that he thinks needs to be made. Relative to the whole building, not just uh, coaching staff, but the whole building. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, obviously he's not afraid to make tough decisions. Um, and uh, number one is relative to this football team, he wants to win. Uh, it's been perfectly clear, like I said uh, in the beginning, he's been perfectly clear with me on what he wants, uh, what, he, what he wants me to improve on, what he wants me to do. And, um, and he's been perfectly clear with the whole organization on what his expectations are moving forward. So with that being said, um, I'm not going to really get into any more details relative to that. Obviously, no conversations with Cal. I'm not going to talk about any of those things. Uh, But I definitely will entertain any questions that anybody has. Bill, it was written in the Chronicle that your relationship with Brian has deteriorated. Is that accurate? Again, I'll go back to the statement that Cal made. 
you know, I'll say, say again, uh, he did a thorough evaluation of what goes on in this building on a day-to-day -day basis relative to the processes that are in place in all different areas, not just coaching, not just scouting, every area, training room, equipment, nutrition, business side, everything, and uh, that's what I'll, what I'll tell you about that. When you found out that was the decision and the direction the organization was going, what was your immediate reaction? I think uh, anytime you know you get news like that uh, right away, it's um, you know the, the, that's a tough decision, like I said, for Cal to make. But again, uh, he was very clear with me on, on what he wanted me to do to to improve and uh, his vision for the football team and his vision for the organization. And uh, that's that's what we're doing now. We're moving forward. We're excited about the future. Uh, we've had a really good off-season program here. We're in our ninth week. Um, Guys have worked hard. Young guys are really improving and learning uh, and, and feel like we've improved as a football team. That was our theme this year in the off-season program uh, was to get better as a team. And, and I believe our players have improved. And whether they're rehabbing or they're out on the field or whatever category they're in, I believe we've improved. And so that's what, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to is the future and trying to carry out um, uh, you know, Calvin, there's a vision for the, for the uh, organization. Bill, how would you characterize what Jack Easterby does and his role in now as you guys move on trying to find the new general manager? Right, Jack is uh, just what his title says. He's the executive vice president of team development. He helps uh, in all areas of the team, uh, helps me with the team. Uh, he helps with the different uh, departments around the team, you know, departments that, uh, you know, work with the team, obviously training room, equipment room. Um, you know, helps me with uh, putting in you know, processes to really, um, you know, help the, um, the duties of each department relative to the team. You know, it's all about the team and how can we improve the team. And uh, Jack has been an excellent addition to the organization. Bill, did you believe Again, that was Houston Texans head coach Bill O'Brien addressing the media uh, right after practice of the mandatory mini, uh, mini camp as he was addressing the firing of former general manager Brian Gates. And as you can tell in that interview, as he was addressing the media, he wanted to stand clear and stand behind the statements that was released as far as from Kyle McNair saying that he did a thorough evaluation and that his, it was solely his decision to remove Brian, Brian Gates from the general manager position. Now, Bill O'Brien also talked about the team focus and, and trying to uh, prepare for the season as they're still looking for a, a new general manager. So my personal opinion, I felt like in the air and in the environment that there's a sense of urgency uh, from the top down, from the CEO, uh, Cal McNair, to be able to be, continue to be successful but also make a, a bigger push uh, this season, late in the postseason, in the, you know, in the playoffs. Also, uh, I... I and this just is my opinion. No one ever told me anything or I ever heard anything. But my opinion, I think, is uh, since Bill O'Brien was a big advocate for Brian Gates as the general manager and Brian is no longer there, uh, I have a sense that Kyle is, is evaluating Bill O'Brien going into his season this year. And if things don't go the way that it's supposed to or the expectations are not met from Kyle McNair, I, I would be surprised that he go in a different direction as a head coach with a head coach due to the fact that as of right now, they don't have a permanent general manager. Uh, so typically you have a general manager and a head coach on the same page as they're 
continue to build a team and, and, and bring in players and win games. Uh, so it's just a lot of pressure. Um, I know Bill O'Brien stated as well, he, need, he needs to be a better communicator, uh, I guess, in the office and on the field as a coach. Uh, with not having a general manager, it's really not a big deal, but it is a big deal. So it's a big deal because they're, I mean, they got through the draft process. They have all the players in place. Uh, but going into training camp and when training camp is over, and as teams start to release players and their availability of veteran players out there that can help the team and go forward, uh, Bill O'Brien would need a general manager, someone to have his back to evaluate these players and bring in the players that's going to fit his system and help the team and help the organization continue to win and be successful this season. So it's going to see, it's going to be something to see here as the season plays out. It's going to be something to see and see who they hire and bring in, or they might just leave it vacant right now. But um, it just caught a lot of people by surprise, including myself with the firing of uh, Brian Gates. I thought, you know, I, I just really believe that with Rick Smith being removed, we're taking some time off and not coming back to the team as a general manager. Now Brian Gates was in the place be the general manager. I thought everything was going well. well really, I thought everything was hitting those cylinders as far as the Texans being <clears throat> the team that wanted to bring in good, solid players and had a place, had their general manager in place that they felt comfortable with. But as you can tell from that press conference and as you can tell from the firing of former general manager Brian Gates, uh, the Texans are definitely not happy and they're looking for a general manager as we speak. So things can change. Uh, as we have the show next Wednesday, it could be a change this weekend, going into this weekend. And as you hear the music right there, it's time for me to take a break. And if something happens next week or this week, I'll definitely bring it to the show next Wednesday. All right, let's go ahead and break A-Rod. And when we come back, we'll talk about J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is 30 years old now, the top defensive player for the Houston Texans. He had a chance to dress the media as well. Uh, at the minicamp practice. Next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming live from Houston, Texas. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath. Emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, the boys are talking the hunter's summer. Every outdoor adventure from off-season prep and practice to dog day hunting pursuits, planning your fall hunting excursions, and more. Joining us is Jim Shockey of Jim Shockey's Uncharted and Michael Lee of Backwoods Life. Jim and Trav's discussion of the hunter's summer is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. On this June 19th, hot and humid summer day. Man, it's been hot today, but it's all good. I'm excited to be here. And we are going to continue to roll on the show. First segment broke down and had the opportunity to talk about the firing of Texas General Manager Brian Gates. And you heard the interview or the presser or the post-practice uh, opening statement from Bill O'Brien as he addressed the media. And I played that for you now. So this segment, segue and talk about the Texans star player, defensive player, and that's J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is now 30 years old. He's a little bit more comfortable and confident in his ability to be a dominant football player, overcoming major injuries in 2016 and 17. He had that leg injury. He had that herniated disc where it required some surgeries. And J.J. is back. J.J. is, to me, last year, show uh, perseverance and is able to move through all those injuries and get back to the old Watt days of sacking quarterbacks, knocking offensive linemen down and, and, uh, and you know, just bringing that unnecessary, I mean, just bringing that pressure, that pressure from the inside out uh, for the Houston Texans defensive front. So JJ had a chance to come in and talk to the media. He got engaged this year. So a lot of exciting things about JJ this off season um, we had a chance to ask some questions, and I'm going to get A-Rod to play that. It's a little long conversation. It's about seven minutes long, but when he comes back, when we come back, I'll address some of the comments that J.J. made to the media. Last season, his perfect as well as What do you feel like you can do even better if you continue to build on last season? Uh, it's always saying do better. I mean, uh, just not coming off of the main injury is going to be a big help. Having an off-season work and grow and better. Um, I mean, I'm always looking at the film, whether it's a game, pass rush, whatever it may be, um, sacks, man, miss, and balls into that. So just trying to make as many plays as I can help the team win. When you think about uh, <clears throat> the things you've been able to do this offseason, what are some of the things or emphasis is for you? You mentioned some things you hope to do even better. What are some of the things that you're doing out of the field to uh, try to execute that? I mean, it's just, it's all. It's always the same. It's just how you do it. It's bigger, faster, stronger, and in the best condition you can be. So that's what I'm doing in the way we obviously work on bigger and stronger on the field and trying to get faster, quicker, more agile, and then uh, get in as good a condition as you can because um, everything leads to September 9th. I mean, that's what, that's what it all comes down to. That's the day that matters. And so 
really building. Looking forward to, to that day and doing whatever I can right now. Um, like I've said before, to give the coaching staff the best athlete possible at the start of the season and say, here you go, he's a heck of a one. What do you think about getting in the fire and solving the issue? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough business. And I mean, it's, that's obviously a, a decision from much higher than my head. So, like I said on Twitter, it's the truth. All I want to do is win. I don't care about anything else but winning. I want to win for my teammates, and I want to win for these fans. Other than that, a move like that would indicate that things are not headed in the right direction. Do you get a sense that you guys are not headed toward where you want to be on September 9th? Um, no. I mean, I've, I've always been a man who try and control what I can control. And so I go out on the field, I do my work, I go in the weight room, I do my work, I have my teammates, try and have fun with them. Uh, I try and enjoy myself as much as I can and do my work and then I go home. And so that's kind of, I control what I control. And uh, that's all I can do. I come into work, I do the work, and then I go home. Hey, Jim, where, when does Barry you feel mentally right now compared to last year? You know what you can do with that? You can pick it up or something. Just kind of <laughs> uh, I feel... Uh, I feel a lot better, obviously, mentally last year than this year because I'm not wondering. You know, last year was a lot of wondering, hoping, um, having a good idea that I was on the right path, but you don't know for sure when you're coming off of what I was coming off of. This year, you're not coming off of as much. You're just working and growing and getting better, and you have more of a solid, confident stance, and I think that that's where I'm at this year is that I'm, I'm very confident, um, whereas last year I was confident but kind of hesitant, and so this year, that hesitancy is gone, not having come off of a bad injury, but coming off of a, uh, a solid season. And so it's good to have that feeling. It's good to be going into a season without those doubts. JJ, what kind of advice do you get from your brothers? I know obviously you're on different teams and you're competitive and siblings, but do they ever tell you, hey, you know, when I saw you do this in the game, you know, I think this? Or what advice do I get from my brothers? <laughs> you, TJ, who had 12 sacks last year and I had 16. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Good point. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we talk about pass rushing all the time, TJ and I, and, and Derek and I. And we all work out together. Maybe. As you saw at UCLA, we work out together. We all work together all the time. So we literally text, I would say, between the three of us, we probably exchange at least 100 texts a day, every day. I mean, that's just the way that we have group texts and we're constantly communicating. Lately, it's been a whole lot of videos of Logan trying to crawl, but uh, sometimes it's football, sometimes it's training questions. Um, TJ and I talk a lot about different things, moves and what works. And I mean, when you're a pass rusher, it's, you're going, you go through things where you're trying to work out a move and figure out why it's not working or figure out what you can do off the moves. We talk about stuff like that all the time. And right this time, you talk about a lot of training stuff. We talk about a lot of how's your body feel, what kind of workouts are you doing, what kind of stuff do you want to get better at. And, um, but then, like I said, right now it's probably 90% non-football. That's what we do talk a lot about. Speaking of training, now that you've had the you know, whole year with the living being okay, are you able to carry more weight? Or was that anything with the emphasis? Are you the same? Are you still like about 290? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel really comfortable where I'm at. I would say right now I'm probably at like 287, 288. And I'm really comfortable where I'm at. I try and hover right around that 10% body fat range. And that's, that's where I feel the most comfortable. I think it's much more about the, the way you carry it and how you carry it than it is the actual weight. And 
how you feel comfortable. And right now, I feel in a comfortable spot. Um, so it uh, it's been good. Hey, hey, we're able to sit down. Significant reaction to your announcement. You got engaged. You got engaged. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, obviously, did I get engaged, Mark? <laughs> we, uh, it was awesome. I mean, just just the incredible outpouring of support and people that uh, we love and we, we care about reaching out to us and all the people uh, that I've never met reaching out and sending their best wishes. So it, it's it's great. It's awesome that people uh, can kind of see that and, and we appreciate all the kind words and well wishes that everybody sent. Have you, have you been able to sit down and talk with the room and give them some pointers? Um, a little bit, yeah. We've talked a little bit. Um, we just had all the rookies over. Uh, we did a little pool volleyball thing on Saturday, so I need to give more pointers to pool volleyball than for the pass rush, I can tell you that. But uh, no, we got a good group. we got a good, a good group of guys, a lot of fun, and uh, eager to learn. So yeah, there's definitely been a lot of conversations about different things and ways you can work and get better. Does, does the number 30, does that change anything about the way you view yourself, your longevity, your future? Is that is that a landmark for you or is that just another? No, no, it really doesn't change anything. I mean, I, I honestly feel better now than I did the last two off seasons. I mean, so you could say 27, uh, felt different than 30 because I'm feeling a lot better place this off season than I did a couple years ago. So it's just... To me, it's all about how you take care of your body, the routine you follow, and try to do the most you can to make the most out of your opportunity. And I'm fortunate. I mean, it's pretty crazy that, you know, we try and look at 30 as, like, older today than I felt, which is, I mean, it's wild. But I uh, I don't feel old. I don't, uh, when I train, I don't train old. I don't lift old. So, no, I feel pretty good, and I'm looking forward to going out there and not playing old. That was J.J. Watt, the Houston Texans star defensive player, addressing the media at the minicamp practice, talking about 30 is not old, you know, and how how we as media and as we as people, you know, take age and, and throw old on, on players, certain players. Uh, J.J., again, is back to his old form, in my personal opinion. Uh, coming out of those injuries that he had in 2016 and 2017, and I think he's back. He's well, about 280, 285, somewhere in that range. Uh, got a strength bat. You can definitely tell that he's playing with a lot of confidence. He also addressed and talked about how last year, this time, he was a little hesitant. He had the confidence, but hesitant. But this year, no, he's just had all the confidence. He's comfortable, and he's back to the old ways. I'm excited to see that or to hear that from J.J. because – uh, he's their go-to guy, especially in you know crunch time when you need that sack and you need to put some out in the back. Who are you going to call? You're going to call JJ. JJ is the go-to guy for the Texans defensively, um, and and to see him and to hear him say that he's back and he feel comfortable and confident about his ability uh, is outstanding. I think a lot of that has to do with his personal life that he's. Trying to bring some balance to his life, and, and, and now that he's engaged, going to get married here shortly. Uh, from what he stated, no time soon. But he also stated if he had a wedding, it's going to be open bar. So, <laughs> so it's just, um, it's just see. I mean, just starting to see growth in JJ. I remember when he first walked through the doors for the Texans, and at that time, you know, everyone was talking about him being transferring to Wisconsin and working at Pizza Hut. I think he said he worked at a pizza parlor or something like that and, and delivering pizzas. And no one knew what to expect from uh, JJ. No one knew 
Uh, everyone knows what to expect from Davion Clowney because we've been seeing him dominate the college for so long. JJ was like one of those hidden gems, and now he's a future Hall of Famer, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, just give credit to JJ for continuing to work hard and, and be one of the top defensive players in the NFL. And I'm excited to see how it's going to play out for him this year. If he's going to get back to the top or continue to stay at the top and continue continue to dominate throughout the NFL. So. Um, that's pretty much it for this segment. I don't know how much time we have left, uh, but I think we're coming up on it here shortly. So I'm going to go ahead and reset. Oh, here's the music right there. Perfect timing, perfect cue. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to switch gears. We're going to preview the NBA draft, which is kicking off less than 24 hours here tomorrow. Next one, Outside the Huddle with your host, Lee Mott Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the show, Outside the Huddle, with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. On June 19th, hot and humid summer day. All right, we're going to switch gears. We talk NFL, Houston Texans, OTAs, mini camp. You heard clips from head coach Bill O'Brien. You also had heard clips or a clip from Texan defensive star player, J.J. Watt, defensive end. So now we're going to switch gears and go to the NBA and preview the NBA draft, which kicks off less than 24 hours from today. Uh, tomorrow's the NBA draft, and the era of Zion Williamson will begin. 
if you've been sleeping under the rock or you've been hiding underneath the bridge or haven't had a TV in the last year or two, you probably never heard of this kid, Zion Williamson, uh, from our Duke Power Forward. He's originally from South Carolina. Everyone projects him to be the next phenom- phenomenon and superstar in the NBA. Uh, at 6'6", 285, he's a mixture of body-wise of a Charles Barkley, but have a skill set of a LeBron James. So that pretty much sums it up, in my opinion. I mean, this kid is going to be phenomenal. He was phenomenal in college, and uh, everyone will see how he plays out and what he does in in the NBA. He's definitely going to New Orleans. I'll be totally shocked if the New Orleans Saints doesn't draft him, the first-round draft pick. But everyone is anticipating Zion Williamson to go to New Orleans. Then you have... Uh, uh, ja going number two from Maury State. Then you have RJ and Duke going to number three for projected. Moran, ja Moran is going number two. Then you have RJ Barrett uh, from Duke uh, looking to go number three to the Knicks. So, real quick, uh, I don't know if Adrian had a chance to really look at the draft or get ready for the draft. I know he's been busy as a producer. Adrian, I want to get your thoughts on. NBA draft and, you know, how you think it's going to shape out starting tomorrow? Well, really haven't been paying too much to the NBA draft. You know, I was just still focused on the fact that, you know, the that the Raptors won, uh, you know, they upset the, the big giant uh, in the NBA. And, you know, I feel like the Warriors now from this are going to, you know, hopefully uh, – uh, hopefully they, they take it with a grain of salt, you know, and uh, move on, and hopefully next year they do a little bit better. But I think that was just the way for them to start ending the dynasty for the media to make things easier on it. But, you know, <laughs> what I can say, though, is that with the draft, I mean, there's going to be a lot of new talent coming in, uh, a lot of talent that might be able to be, you know, change a lot of fr- franchises. A lot of people have been, been moved around. Uh, you've been hearing now about LeBron James needing help, and, you know, he's, he's willing to recruit anyone that's, you know, uh, that, that could definitely be a shooter and someone valuable to the team, and you know I think I think this is going to be a good year for a lot of up and co- up and coming uh, up and coming people just because all this new you know, um, you know all with, with all the new things that everyone's changing around GMs missing and organizations having these full uh, 360 change rounds. I think it's a great opportunity for new people to get better at you know working to be you know a star player for the for the franchise or whatever the, what, whatever team they go to. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's you going on. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, keep going. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say anything, but go ahead. But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like you know, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good uh, year next year. There's going to be a lot of changes and a lot of things that people are, you know, they're going to be a little bit more excited for. So we'll see what's going to happen in, in the next year. Yeah, I just you made a, a, some really great points there, uh, and you kind of. Went into a t- some topics I want to talk about next segment, but since you brought it up, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, Toronto Raptors, they, like you said, they ended the dynasty for the Golden State Warriors with them not repeating and going a three-peat. Uh, Golden State losing to the Toronto Raptors. And they give credit to the Raptors for being the first, well, I guess, first Canadian team. They're the only team in, in Canada to win the NBA championship. Uh, and you got to give credit to that team. They came well prepared, and they just did their thing against Golden State Warriors. Now, the Warriors did battle and had some injuries, and, you know, eventually those injuries caught up with them. I mean, as you saw in the last game, um, Kristen Thompson 
uh, he went down. Not Christian Thompson. Yeah, Thompson went down with an injury. Excuse me. And with that being said, you know, when I saw Thompson go down, I said, well, it's a done deal now. It's, it's really Toronto's game in their series. Uh, you know, you can't really overcome all those injuries as a team in the series at that level of NBA Finals. Uh, so, uh, so give credit to Toronto. That was a really good point. And also, you made another point about new and up-and-coming talent. Um, and you, said, you mentioned the L.A. Lakers. We'll talk about them later. But um, the points you made about new talent is like this is a new, fresh group, group of guys coming in. Everyone's trying to compare this draft to the 1984 draft. I don't see how they can. Because in 84, you had Jordan, Olajuwon, all those guys in those drafts here. You have a few, a handful of players that's really good, but then, uh, but then you have, you know, guys that's, you know, who will work their way up and eventually get to the point where they can be some stars in the league or just be really good players. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued because with the NBA, uh, the turnaround is not as quick as it is in the NFL. You know, NFL is kind of like, what have you done lately? And if you drive a quarterback, like, for example, Daniel Jones for the Giants, eventually he's going to play this year. Now, we don't know which week he's going to play for the Giants, but eventually he's going to play due to the fact that they drafted him so high. Let Eli get out to a bad start or get in. Well, if he gets injured, it's obviously he's going to play. But let Eli get out to a bad start, he might start in week two. You never know. I mean, that's the difference in my opinion, from the NFL to the NBA. NBA takes time. Uh, unless you're Zion Williamson or LeBron James, you won't play right away. But a lot of those players, man, they go a couple – they might go down to the D League for a couple of games and come back up and, and then work on their skills before they even thrown out there to the masses. So um, that's the reason why I like the NBA. I want to see how things play out. Now, Zion Williamson, I know we talked about him a lot during the basketball season. Um, at 6'6", 272, uh, what can you say? I mean, what is he missing from his game, A-Rod, that you feel like the NBA is going to help him get to that next superstar level? Uh, I think re- he has everything. I th- he has everything all going for him. Everything's good, you know, on paper. And, you know, we, we know he can play the game. It really just comes down to the mentality of, you know, like what – Going into the NBA of, you know, being in the mindset of playing with these, you know, these top players that you're you're being surrounded around with, you know, uh, a lot of people tend to, you know, uh, get a little shaky or, you know, they don't know how to act when they're, when they're playing in these games. And, you know, we, we don't know until he's out there on his first game, you know, actually performing, then we can understand that maybe, you know, we can see the potential in the future of where he's going to be going with, uh, with the franchise he's with and what team he's, he's on. And, yeah, I, I think... I think really he's got a lot going for him. He he, he definitely has a you know a, a lot on his shoulders, especially coming into uh, the NBA uh, at the talent that he already had in, in college. So we'll see. I think really he's gonna he's gonna have a fine start. Uh, I think maybe you know he's just got to get down the the you know the little little nuances of how the organization works and how the NBA works, and you know just be new to the, to the scene. Yeah, I, here's one one thing I do know. I know that. Uh, New Orleans fans in that city is going to embrace him. And if he gets off to a solid, to a strong start as a basketball player, oh, he's going to be loved in that city. I promise you. Uh, 
I mean, the way they love their football players, Drew Brees, the Saints, man, they, they, they're just looking for the next superstar. Anthony Davis just felt like he was on loaner status. Like, he never, he never was committed to staying there long-term. At least right now, the fans believe that they have someone that they can surround themselves with, fall in love with, and they know that he's going to be there at least for a minimum of three years uh, before his rookie contract is up. So, um, you know, Zion, man, I, I want to see him get in better shape, uh, if that makes any sense. I think he still has a lot of growth there in his body-wise and, and getting better, defining his body a little bit better, eating a little bit more healthier, and becoming a better overall player from a physical, mental uh, standpoint. And I think once he does that, the sky's the limit. So, um, you know, this is going to be his full-time job, man. It's going to be his profession. And I want to see him being able to lock in on basketball and not have to focus on, like, school and have that balance. So I'm excited for the kid. I think he's going to be all right. Things going to play out in his favor, and everything's going to be okay for him. Um, Phoenix, you know, you guys out there. Well, a you out there in Phoenix. So with the Suns not really in the top, what? They're not in the top five. They're right there in number six with the first overall pick of the first round. What does Phoenix need to be able to get that organization back rolling? You know, Phoenix has a lot of potential, and it's always had potential to be, you know, up there as a competitor. Back when we we saw when Steve Nash was on the team, you know, that you would always hear about the Suns always being, you know, um, in the news or in the media or always, you know, mentioned here and there. But since then, you know, you really just don't hear much. It's just, oh, it's Phoenix, and, you know. It's an easy team. <laughs> you can just walk right over them. Really, that's that's kind of what I've been getting. And and living here too, you know. Um, yeah, we got Devin Booker. Yeah, we got a few players. But you know, even here in town, they still don't talk about the basketball team being as as great. We hear more about our Diamondbacks than we do any 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 other team in the Cardinals. Before we hear anything of of, of the Suns, but you know, I I they they've really they they have the potential i think really just comes down to you know the leadership and you know the coaches and and who they have like you know that's that's really going to be making a big difference for the team and, and for the organization themselves and i think once they get that down you know they get the right coach they get the right leadership i think i think they'll be in a good shape to be you know back up to the sons that we we used to know yeah well <laughs> it's a it's an uphill battle for the sons man i Sometimes I don't even get there out there in Phoenix. Sometimes it's just out of sight, out of mind. You know, I know they're still in the NBA, but like you said, they have Booker. But they, I don't know, man. Uh, I haven't even watched a lot of Phoenix Suns to even give you a good analysis of what they need. Uh, but we'll find out on the sixth overall pick. They're going to get somebody. Um, I think really they get that kid. Especially with the right talent that they're they're looking at, hopefully they do recruit the right talent. That's going to be a good fit for the team that's our that we or the players that we already have. That's really just what it comes down to. I think that will also you know help be a, a big difference in them you know being better for for themselves and for you know the organization. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Maybe they get DeAndre Hunter, uh, the you know that forward out of Virginia. That'll be a nice combination guy, you know, at six eight two twenty seven. You know, he can be an inside outside guy for him. Maybe that can help them grow and, and 
and, and do something offensively. So we'll we'll see how that works for him too. I just intrigued to see what Phoenix want to do and what, what direction they're going to go. I mean, hell, I don't even know who the head coach is over there, Phoenix. <laughs> All right, it's time to take a break. Let's go and break, and when we come back. We'll talk about some free agency in the NBA. LeBron James got a new weapon there in L.A., Anthony Davis. So I want to get um, A-Rod's opinion on A.D. going to L.A. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams coming to you from Houston, Texas. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite hosts it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. All right, we'll continue to talk some NBA. And there was a big acquisition this past weekend. Uh, AD, Anthony Davis, is going to L.A. to join LeBron James and the new Lakers. So, A-Rock, what was your opinion and what were your thoughts when you got the news or you read it, heard about it, watched it on the trade, but finally got that trade done to get AD, Anthony Davis, to the L.A. Lakers? 
You know, I I I feel like that's going to be a real good move and, and a good benefit for uh, the Lakers and uh, LeBron. You know, it's it's definitely going to bring more talent for them to uh, you know be a better organization and hopefully have a better record than they did last year. And I I think it's going to be a good. Move. I think it was a good move. It was a real good move for an organization, and, and it was a very big move. Uh, I I think really with the combination of Anthony Davis and LeBron James, it, it it'll be it'll be good, but it wouldn't be that much of a of a big game changer. Uh, you know they still gotta, they can't be playing a, a two player game against you know five. You know they 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 have to be, be working together as a team with, with everyone else they have. Um, I I think you know. It was a smart move. It was really good for the Lakers, and and it was probably their best move. And hopefully, it does. It will help them um, in the next season. And you know, I f- I feel like, yeah, I I think it was good. Uh, I think I was hearing stuff though about them working out like the, I guess the money cap for him or something like that. And that was the last thing I heard about him going over to the Lakers. Uh, I think because they, yeah. they moved the deal too quick, and they were just trying to figure out what what to pay him. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think. Uh I think it's a good, a good complimentary piece for the for the Lakers and for LeBron James. However, uh, long term, is it a band aid or is it a long term fix? That's what I'm. You know, if there's something, is it a knee jerk reaction because the Warriors has two of their top players down, and it's an opportunity, it's a window opportunity for them to jump in and still a championship next year for LA, or is it a long long term plan? Um, for LeBron and, and AD to continue to work. Because, you know, when I saw KD, for example, when KD went to uh, Golden State, to me that felt like a long-term plan. It didn't feel like, well, up until now, until he got injured. But what I'm saying is that it felt like a long-term plan. that He was going to be there for a couple of years. And uh, it didn't feel like it was a one-and-done type of thing. So I'm intrigued to see how it will play out for the AD situation and as well as uh, uh, LeBron James. So that, that uh, what is, other players? I'm going to say that is a good point. I feel like more of this is going to be a, a, more of a Band-Aid, really. It's just just to make them get set for the next year. And, you know, from there I think they're going to work out, you know, better deals coming into that next following year, uh, you know, to find better talent and talent that's going to be around to help uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis I think this this wasn't fully long term, but you know it could change. You know, depending on how they come out and how they play their their first few games, uh, will really be you know kind of like what what we get uh, if they go if it does going to feel more long term with with them being a, together in, as a team. Yeah, definitely, definitely intrigued to see how that plays out. What about um, what other players you think will fit nicely with that team and help them get get into the playoffs? Because actually they didn't make the playoffs. What other Teams that you think is out there can help us. How I many other players? Yeah, n- not many come to my name right now that I could think of off the top of my head. Um, but I, I feel like you know, um, with a lot of free agency and uh, uh, and talent that's already in the NBA that's out there, I think really if they if they work to work as an organization to figure out who's going to be the best fit for LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I think that's really where they they should focus on. Uh, it, it is a little bit harder for for the Lakers, you know. It's still it's like a big divide between you know, experienced players and you know like still fresh fresh up and coming players that that are still learning the game and learning how to to be with the team and all that stuff. And and really, it's just trying to find that 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 balance of working together with like I guess I would say like what a new school old school kind of uh, duo that's going on with them over there.
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think they need a point guard, someone. Well, speaking of guards, I think Kyrie Irving is going to go over there and entertain opportunity with the Lakers, take a pay cut, or do you think he's going to stay in uh, on the East Coast? Um, I really both both moves would would still you know. If he stays with 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 the team he's with, I think you know we already know he's a franchise player there, and you know he, he's definitely top talent there, and, and you know he he has brought in the team close enough to you know a lot of the finals by himself, and you know with him going over to to LeBron and with the Lakers and all that, I think that'll just really, you know that'll just make things a lot easier for them to, to win a championship. Uh, you know with with Kevin Durant out and the Warriors now, you know having this o- this open opportunity going to next year. I think if, if he did do that, by all means, that that the Lakers will will definitely be in the finals the the next year. But if if he decides to stay, you know, then I get we we totally get it. You know, he's definitely the franchise player there, and we know that you know we're we're used to hearing his name there already. Yeah, I just I don't can never say never, but I'll be totally surprised if he made a decision to go and partner up with. LeBron and AD after, um, you know, after having success by himself at this point, he has a ring. Uh, everyone knows that he's can, he can win without LeBron. If I was him, I was just going to seek for my money and pursue my opportunity to get into the league. I mean, get back to the championship that way instead of going to partner up with LeBron after, you know, that 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 scenario is played already. You know, in my mind, it's like been there, done that. I shouldn't go have to go. You know, my legacy is going to be tied into LeBron every time someone thinks of me as a champion. Uh, now, if he doesn't make it back to the championship, that's one thing. And the fact that he wanted what the Cleveland Cavaliers as from a rookie and developed into a really good player—that's another thing. But for him to go back, it's just like. <laughs> And I hate to use this as an analogy. It's like, it's like you know how like guys date a certain girl, and, and their identity and their uh, makeup is made up from that that one girl that they dated. And once they separate from that girl, then you're like, hey, okay, he shows some individual success, but then he goes right back to that same girl in order for him to get that notoriety and get that <laughs> get yeah. that publicity. And that's what I feel like. If Kyrie Irving went back to the LeBron situation, now that's in my mind how it would play out. Uh, but yeah, I think they need a go ahead. Yeah, like it, it's just we we've already seen it. We already know that they they make a great duel. It's really just about at the end of the day who who wants to make more history for themselves. You know, if Kyrie goes yeah. over there, you know he he definitely has to live in in the the light of LeBron. You know. And all that side story stuff, and you know, I think really for him, you know, we already know he's a he's a he's already a really good player. He's a Hall of Fame player f- uh, from the looks of it already. And you know, Kyrie Irving, I think he has a better chance of keeping his legacy and history uh, good uh, back with the team that he's already with, instead of you know going for the quick cash grab and you know getting another ring. And we we definitely know that 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 could happen. But you know, it's just I I think really for him it'd be better just. Just to, you know, have end the legacy with him, you know, being the player that he is already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get your money and build your own legacy and just move on. So that's that's my thought too. Now you mentioned Golden State last second. And I want to get your thoughts. Uh, how do they recover? How do they bounce back after losing Thompson 
and um, and Katie for next year, almost next year. I I think you know it's it's definitely gonna it's gonna hurt him uh, going into the next games. You know, Steph Curry won't be the same uh, of how he was when you know when he ha- when he has them there, and you know with with Clay Thompson not being there too. You know, th- those two were the original Splash Brothers right there. Uh, I think really it, it's gonna play a toll on them for the the first few games, and you know once they get it balanced out and you know work with the talent that they have with that can help them out. I think I think they'll be they'll still be a good. You know, they've always been, you know, the good, you know, top team. Uh, really, it's just going to be a lot different, though, not seeing the other players that we're used to seeing on the court now. And I, I think really this is just – this is going to be a big learning lesson for them. And, you know, it, it's going to be a lot, you know, going into the next year. And uh, I think I think really – I think they'll still be fit and in and, and, and the same spot that they've usually been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just – it's, man, it's amazing how things can turn in one series, right? They go from – been a dynasty to now <laughs> they down to two players, really good two players and that's uh, um Stephen Carey and uh, and uh, Draymond Green. So uh man injuries is a mother. It's just now that they're trying to figure things out, hopefully things uh, things will get better. So for them going forward. Is that the music I hear playing in the background? Uh huh. I heard it creeping up on us. All right, guys, yep, yep. it's time for us to wrap up the show. Hey, Rod, I appreciate your opinions, your thoughts on the NBA and the NBA drafts and, and NFL as well. And I also want to thank the listeners out there for listening to the show Outside the Ho. Until we meet again next Wednesday, you guys have a great week. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.